All right, guys, tonight's topic is the power of the heart. It is a, a big topic for us, and um, I hope that uh, what we got what we got for you guys tonight is something that we all can resonate with and really use in order to help create the world that we really want to live in, that we want to be a part of. Um, so let's get started. So tonight's topic is power of the heart. Um, so we want to talk about this organ right here, uh, the, the heart itself. It is one that... Um, you know, for the most part, uh, most people think it's just an organ that pumps blood, but there's a lot more to it than that. And even in fetal development, the heart forms and starts beating before the brain is even developed. So a lot of people who would think, you know, the brain is the most important thing. It's who we are. It's where consciousness lies. Even in development, the heart is, uh, you know, created first and develops first and everything else comes after that. So it is you know, a very incredible, powerful organ that does a whole lot more than pump blood. And so let's get started to figure out what exactly our heart can do and what we can and how we can use and cultivate the, uh, the power of the heart. So educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. According to Aristotle, uh, I totally believe that. And, um, and once I have really dove into the information on the heart, I do feel like it is uh, probably more important and um, there's more to understand in the heart than even in the brain. You know, they, that old saying, we only use 5%, 10% of our brains. Uh, I, I would say that we probably use the same amount of our hearts regularly. We're not really diving in deep to um, all that's capable of uh, the power of the heart. So we want to be able to free ourselves, free ourselves from the prison that we live in of what other people think, um, you know, and be able to to really explode in uh, the feeling of love and love for ourselves and compassion for ourselves and others. And I think that starts with being able to free ourselves uh, from the you know kind of emotional discord that we're all kind of stuck in this little prison, uh, you know. Um, so the heart is, you know, when we talk about the heart, it's also one of the chakras, uh, the green chakra in the middle of the of the seven main chakras. There are, you know, many, many others, but the seven main, Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, the heart is the, set, the center of those seven chakras, three below, three above it. Um, that's something to, you know, understand as well that it is one of the chakra organs. And with that, you know, there's more nerves and neurons and things like that in the heart uh, that really indicate that this is a, you know, something that can light up and glow just like, you know, other parts of the chakras as well. Um, so the heart's nervous system contains 40,000 neurons called sensory neurites that communicate with the brain. And it's called the little brain in the heart. Our, our heart is like its own little brain. It has its own little neuron network and it communicates with the brain. Uh, the heart has a system of neurons that have both short and long-term memory, and their signals sent to the brain can affect our emotional experiences. Even when people were put in front of a computer screen, not knowing uh, what picture is going to be projected next, the heart would respond seconds before the picture was even uh, flashed on the screen, whether it was like a, a scary picture or, or happy, loving picture, someone with gratitude our heart would respond and send information to our brain and other parts of our bodies well before the picture was even uh, displayed on the screen. So our heart by far is 
more intelligent seeming and, and quicker to respond to stimuli in the outside world before the brain is. I feel like that is absolutely fascinating information to know how much your heart is picking up on things. So energy fields, people that, that people are emitting. It's oftentimes when you meet someone, it's a feeling that you feel about how someone you know is or uh, do they feel homey? Do they feel loving? Do they feel like a nice person you want to get to know? Those things happen in your heart before your brain can even make the decision or not whether you want to you know, engage and talk to that person. So you literally do have, you know, a little brain in your heart, uh, if you will. You know, you're, it's intelligent. It's knowing. Um, even the Egyptians used to scoop out the brain and they believed that the heart was the center of the, of the human, you know, of, the, of consciousness, if you will. So to them, the heart was so much more important than even the brain was. So as we start to learn, to dwell in our hearts, to realize uh, how important it is to, to stay in this heart fields and emotions. And, you know, oftentimes we hear those, you know, stories, don't get, don't step in feelings and things like that. It is incredibly important to be in your feelings, to um, be aware of the emotions that you're feeling and what they're providing for you and, you know, how long you're going to let them stay or dwell on you. But, uh, our heart and the, and the things that we're emoting and emitting is, an, is vital to a healthy human being. Um, and so literally the things that we feel, emotions, gratitude, compassion, empathy, uh, love, you know, those feelings can have a direct impact on our DNA. So in the molecules that we're literally made up, made up of, it can literally change our physiology as we think and feel certain emotions to a certain degree, if you're really into gratitude, you're really into love, really in compassion, and you're feeling those things majority of every day, every week, every month, and every year, you're going to have a, a different uh, a body than someone who's in the negative and who's angry and bitter and cold and all the things. You are going to have different feelings, different emotions, but it has a literal impact on the molecules that we're made out of in the DNA. So the two things that are really important here is fear is a, is a wave pattern that's very slow. So it has really high crescents and low troughs. So as it moves to the DNA molecule, it's touching very little of the DNA. Love is a higher, higher frequency, shorter wavelengths. And as the love literally flows to the DNA molecule, it is touching more parts of the DNA and flipping it on like little switches. So we've heard that, um, you know, 90% of your DNA or so is junk DNA. That is an absolute lie. The universe doesn't make junk. The universe doesn't make trash. There's no junk and trash anywhere except for what humans make, but the universe doesn't make that. So why would the vast majority of our DNA be junk? It's just a misconception by scientists. I believe that 90% is the good stuff. It is all the information of all that ever has happened in the universe, all the will, all the stored information, uh, telepathy, telekinesis, these clairvoyancies, uh, clairaudio, all the psychic abilities that we've heard about and uh, mystics and saints and superheroes and gods throughout history, the things that those people had, those were some of them more awakened beings, some of them have more abilities, but I believe that our DNA is just for the, for the majority of humankind on this planet is a little bit more shut down than, than many other civilizations out in the universe. So 
as we learn to live in love, compassion, gratitude, and, and have that love frequency constantly being uh, emitted throughout our DNA, we're going to turn more and more switches on. And you'll literally have epiphanies, revelations, aha moments. It's, and those are kind of like your DNA turning on. Like, oh, I'm remembering something that happened. I'm remembering uh, how the universe works. I, I've, I've had one before where I knew that the universe, all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, the black holes in the center of the universe and things were emitting from that, that it was sucking in things, but no, no energy can be created or destroyed. And uh, that the, the galaxy was the, the light double helix spiral wave pattern coming from the center of the galaxy was coming from a black hole. Walked into the, to the TV room, turned the TV on, and that was exactly what was on television. It was a huge epiphany for me, but definitely made me realize that all that information is stored inside of us and we're, we can remember everything. There's nothing that nobody has more access to that you don't. So, um, so our emotions are, are directly affecting uh, the DNA molecule uh, and what, what we get out of it. And so when we change our heart rhythms, we can literally change, you know, our whole vibrational frequency. When we live in frustration, anger, we have this really kind of uneven, very, you know, it's not smooth, it's rough, it's, you know, just looking at it, running your finger and, and tracing the lines of frustration. It feels off, it feels bad. But when you come down here to appreciation and, you're, and you change your heart rhythm and you and you actually concentrate on what you're grateful for, what you appreciate. Again, running your finger on this line and going up and down. It's a much smoother, harmonious, uh, loving frequency. Everything's higher vibrational uh, than the frustration, which is higher crescent, lower troughs, very edgy. Um, and so we we can concentrate on those things. And when we concentrate, just take those moments of meditation and focus on what we do care about, what we do appreciate, we can literally change our entire heart rhythms. So it is important that we focus on seriously what we love, what we appreciate, what we have compassion for, and our heart can change. I mean, it doesn't take much. It's just an intention. Sometimes just realizing, hey, I'm focusing on something that's negative right now. Let me just take a second stop. And a lot of times, you know, I feel like it's really important maybe just to put your hand on your heart and focus on, okay, what am I grateful for right now? What is it that I care about? What is it that makes me happy? My kids, my life, my job, my family, whatever it is, um, being at home, whatever you can think of, but focus on that thing to literally change that uh, frequency that's being emitted from you. And you're emitting that. It's not just something that stays inside of you. Your, your appreciation and your heart rhythms you know, are that is that field that's all around you, that energy that's all around you. So when you, you know, you can't hide it. You can pretend to be okay, but if you're not okay, you walk into a room and people feel it. It's something that you can't hide. And oftentimes, even if you're walking into a room and you think you're, you know, trying to hide it and act like nothing's going on, people are picking it up. They know it. They're understanding, like, hey, what's going on with you? What's wrong? Um, until you do the work and you change it, people are going to pick it up and feel it. So it is incredibly important to shift to a life that's being, you know, that you're appreciative of, that you're gratitude, that you have gratitude for, um, that you have, you know, compassion and passion about. That that is something that's going to pick up and going to be infectious to people. Where when you walk into a room, like, oh, what is this? What is this person doing? What are they all about? 
feel the energy. I feel the appreciation. I feel that their their passion for life. Um, those are things that you can't lie about. Your your energy signature cannot lie. You can lie. You can tell lies. But as we move into a more awakened world, uh, a veil that's much thinner, these things are easily more uh, easily pick up, easy to pick up from more people. More people are more aware of these feelings and they're in tune. They're in tune to themselves, to their own intuition and their own feelings. And what doesn't feel right is, is easy, easier for for people to you know come to that conclusion these days. So uh, the positive emotions that we create can, can actually physiologically benefit our body. So, again, when we're when we're happy, when we're compassionate, when we have empathy, when we're focused on gratitude, we can have you know, positive emotions when you are, you know, constantly dwelling on what you hate, what makes you upset, what makes you angry, you know, it can give you wrinkles, it could dry you up, it could just, you know what I mean, like literally make you older faster. Um, so it is so important for us to stay in uh, these frequencies of gratitude and compassion and love, because um, they can literally boost our immune system, or the negative emotions can literally make us sick make us feel bad. You know what I mean? Like you can literally think yourself into disease, a body that's no longer at ease. You're not in an ease state of gratitude and, and flow and love. You get out of ease and you get into disease. And I don't think it's necessarily bad, uh, but we can think ourselves and feel ourselves into those places to realize that, hey, I've done this and it's now my responsibility to get me back into ease, back into a state of consciousness flow love and gratitude because I see the contrast of a healthy body that's in flow with what I want. And, I, and now that I have a disease and I'm no longer where I want to be, this is giving me the opportunity to change back to that. And I can flip at any time. So it's so important to, you know, open up your heart, let that love out, love others, love ourselves um, and do the work. When we do the work, on ourselves, we heal the world. That's exactly what Gandhi said. Be the change that you want to see in the world. As we change ourselves, we change the world because we are part of it. We are not separate. There is no way any of us are separate. Each one of us, like a small little cell in the body of the world, right? There's billions of cells that make up our body constantly, either working in competition or cooperation with each other. I think when they start to work in competition, when we watch war on television, when we're constantly competing, our cells get that message and they start to fight each other. They start to compete with each other. And a cell in cells that are, you know, constantly working in competition or are, you know, literally we're doomed at that point. When you when your cells are in competition and conflict with each other, billions of cells. It's like a war inside your body, and that's where disease comes from. Your body is warring against itself. Your immune system is warring against itself instead of being cooperation. You have a body with billions of cells. It's so vital that we uh, work in cooperation with each other uh, in our own bodies, in our own world. And like I said, each person is like a cell in the body of the world. And uh, we're either working in competition or cooperation with each other. And uh, when we work in cooperation, uh, we're definitely healing the world, healing ourselves. Um, so I think some of these, uh, you know, the medicine, the antidotes to creating a world that does work for ourselves, that does you know, work in our bodies uh, is, you know, one of the 
one of the one of the best things we can do is have gratitude every day. I think it's important even just to wake up in the morning. You know, it says shift your perspective. Uh, you know, feel the um, the abundance that you have. Concentrate on what you have. You woke up today. You can walk. You can talk. You know, you have a job to go to to make money. You have a family. Uh, you know what I mean? There's so many. You have a car to drive. There's so many things that we can be grateful for. And there's so many things that you could not be grateful for. You could be mad about so many other things, but staying in the vibration of gratitude and feeling gratuitous about your life and what you have right now and the opportunity to be alive is so important. As we dwell on that and feel grateful for that opportunity to be here now, we can get more opportunities for things to be grateful for. If you're constantly being emotional and angry about what you don't have, what doesn't serve you, how the world is terrible. I think there'll be more instances for the universe to serve that, that same platter to you. So it's so important to concentrate on our gratitude. So I just added a couple of quotes here of things that I felt like for me, helped me to understand a little bit more about love. And so this is one of my favorite sayings. Even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. So the sun is constantly emitting light and love to every planet, no matter what the planets have said and done. I think it's imperative that we emulate that as far as like, I can be the sun of my own universe or my own solar system, right? So everybody in it, my job, my coworkers, family, no matter what they say, no matter what journey they're on, no matter where they're at, I can love every single person. I can send them love. Um, I never have to judge them, be angry at them, be mad or upset because they did me a certain way or didn't do me the way I wanted them to. If, if we're constantly harking on what somebody didn't do or didn't say or didn't do, we're going to be really upset. It's so important just to you know let them go, let them live their life, be happy for them wherever they're at, love them. And, you know, just realize that, hey, I can love them and send them light. And that's all that matters. Um, how they live their life is up to them. And it's so important for us to have peace. Because if we want to micromanage someone else's life and think they should act like this and do that, we're going to constantly be disappointed. So it's just really important for us just to love, send that light out to our little solar system that we're connected to, the planets and everybody else. I often thought when, you know, referred to the son of man in the Bible. Uh, that Jesus was kind of like the son of people, right? He's, no matter who rotated around him, who followed him, he was always giving out light to people all the time. Uh, he was constantly being like a small little son to the universe that he, that he was a part of. Uh, another great one I think is really important. This is one by John Lennon. It matters not who you love, where you love, why you love, when you love, or how you love. It matters only that you love. And I think that's so important, man. It doesn't matter at all. And again, when anybody, how anybody else is loving, who they're loving, who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter at all. Let everybody have their own journey. Let everybody have their own life. You know, love them and be grateful that they're just here and we're all walking each other home eventually, you know? Everybody's just a small part of your journey on this planet. And, you know, hey, I'm grateful to run into everybody and to work with everybody and to you know, get to say hello to everyone and, and exchange some energy and creativity with each other. Um, but certainly, you know, I 
you know, I find my peace and my freedom comes from letting every single person out there live their own life and have their own journey. And just being grateful that there are people out there loving each other. And I'm not worried about, uh, you know, what, who or what or why or when, just the fact that I'm in love with my own life and my own family and um, everything that I got going on. And I hope everybody else is too. Um, another one from OSHA that I feel like is really helpful to me, um, and some of you may not like it, but he says, if you love a flower, don't pick it up because if you pick it up, it dies and it ceases to be what you love. So if you love a flower, let it be. Love is not about possession. It is about appreciation. And I feel like that is a tough one sometimes to realize like, you know, when we date someone, when we get married, when we have, uh, certain family members or things, you know, best friends or whatever, oftentimes, you know, what we feel like they should, how they should be living their life. Or I've definitely had, you know, a feeling before where I thought someone owed me an apology or um, someone should treat me a certain way because I helped them out or I gave something to them. They should tell me thank you and all the things. And, um, you know, that, that in a way is possession. I'm, you know, I'm really obsessed with how people react to me because I have, you know, done something for them or they owe me something. Um, you know, they at least owe me a thank you or something. Um, we need to step back and say, you know, it's not about me being possessive over people and how they should act or react towards me. Instead, be appreciative that they're there, that that's a beautiful flower. And you know what I mean? It, a flower blooms because it's nurtured, because it has water, sunlight, uh, it has love. And, um, you know, as we love others, I think we can help them blossom. But as we have judgment on them, um, it's not going to help them out as much, I feel like. So it, I think it's just really important to realize the, the appreciation for every moment, every being, no matter where they are in life. Um, I can guarantee you, you know, I myself and you know, all of us on this call, and everybody we know, we have so much more, all of us, to learn, to grow, to heal. Um, and really, that's what these, these mystery schools are all about. Like, let's just do it together. Let's honor each other and know that we're all on the same journey to get to the same place. Um, but no judgment on anybody. And this one may be one of the hardest ones. You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your own love. In your own affection man that's a that is a big one so sometimes you know it's easy to love our parents or friends or people that we admire but it it can be extremely difficult to give all ourselves that love and affection that we so easily give away to others to really be able to sit in a room by yourself and really love yourself to to not feel lonely to not feel like woe is me, you know, the world is the terrible place and I'm sad and I'm lonely. But to, if you can truly sit in a room by yourself for long periods of time and feel okay and feel like you're not alone, that you yourself, as much as anyone, is somebody. And spending that time with that person, that person, that in you know, your soul and the person that you are is so vital to being happy, content, to just realizing that I can love me. I can, I've loved other people, but 
you know, I often forgo that real love. And I'm not talking about taking yourself to get your nails done, your hair done, to really being able to say, you're a beautiful person. I really do care about the person that I've become and even the person that I already am. And just knowing deep down in your heart, like, you know what I mean? Giving yourself that own, your own gratitude, your own love, your own compassion, and realizing that there is no book to tell us all the answers how to get there. There isn't one. I can guarantee you there's no book that has, that has all the answers to it. Um, there are definitely books that help guide us, but just sitting, being able to sit by yourself and love yourself, have the affection for yourself, not judge yourself, forgive yourself. Gosh, forgive yourself. The things that has happened, that have been done, they're over with. But as long as we stay stuck on them, we can't move forward in our life. We're constantly having those certain things play over in our in our minds over and over again. Let it go. Forgive yourself because peace is for you. And even if it's somebody else that you need to forgive, forgive them. Not because they apologize to you or because they deserve it. He says so that you can have peace. Forgiveness is for you so that you're not attached to someone else and their outcomes and what they do. I mean, dude, if Skeletor can do it, I mean, I feel like anybody can. Um, love yourself. It's so important, so vital to being healthy, healthy and happy um, and to be yourself again. You know what I mean? When you really love yourself, you can be you. You can talk about whatever you want that you like and, and not care what anybody thinks. I don't care if anybody thinks I'm crazy that I love Sasquatches. I don't care. I love it and I love me and I love that I can talk about it. Um, it's one of my favorite subjects and so it doesn't bother me because I love myself and I love that topic. So no matter what anybody else thinks, they can't override what I already feel for myself. And as we do that, as we change ourselves, a change of heart changes the world. We can literally know that deep down in our own souls. When we forgive ourselves, when we love ourselves, when we have compassion and passion for the world, there is no doubt that we have changed the world. We are part of it. We're not separate. It's that crucial. It's that vital. Know that we are changing the world. We don't have to be the CEO of some company, multi-million dollar company. Literally you, you are the great work. You doing your work is what matters. And so as we fall in love with ourselves, as we fall into the space of gratitude and love, and we have that in our hearts now, marrying the heart with your brain and having the heart-brain communication and what is literally referred to as coherence, that these two organs, these incredible vital organs that we have in our body can sync up with each other to create coherence in our body. This is so big that your brain and your heart can have coherence between the two of them. Because when you're constantly focused on the frustration and the, what doesn't work for you, man, life is out of flow. It's like you're running through the woods in the dark. It's tough. But when we can become into coherence, you know, when we take some deep breaths and the things that we want in our intention, intentions are married with that of the emotions that we want. I think that is the powerful uh, equation for manifestation. So we can't just visualize what we want and be there. And a lot of times like, oh, I thought about it forever. We have to think about what we want and have the gratitude and the feelings that they're already there and let go of it. And when we come in sync with that, 
that's when we can run through things and the light is on and we're flowing and time goes by so quickly and it feels like you know every place you go you're in the right place at the right time that's what flow is that's what being in sync is that's what we call being lucky but it's not luck it's literally if you can find yourself in that flow in that coherence you're going to find yourself in the right places in the right time so when we uh, hunker down into that coherent state our blood pressure heart rates respirations all flow into that same patterns of the love frequency vibration instead of a fearful one that is coherence and so that all our systems are on the same uh, the same wavelength you know what I mean that is important so once all the body gets on that respiration heart rates blood pressure we're one unit all in the same wavelength and that's where it doesn't take much to get what you want and when we can stay in these coherent states you know that's where i believe that saying we can move mountains there's nothing that we can't do and so speaking of moving mountains you know we we have a superpower each and every one of us have a superpower and this is not the only one but this is the biggest one i think it's love it is the greatest most powerful uh, force in all the universe. It is uniting. It is, uh, you know, bringing together. It is the light and the love. It is the most powerful thing that can move mountains. It is the most powerful elixir in all of the universe. It's, it's more than just the same. When we really get into these coherent states and we really see how easy it is to manifest the world that we want, we realize that there is no weapon that is formed against us that shall prosper. There is no uh, policy, no laws, nothing. We become master of the universe, I believe. You know, there is an awakening process that starts with unconditional love, no conditions, and falling into alignment with that. So man should not glory, or human should not glory in this, that they can kill, that they can possess that they can do all kinds of things uh, man should glory in this that they can love that is the most powerful force a man who conquers a thousand people on a battlefield is still no greater than the man who conquers themselves to conquer your own demons your and have discipline uh, you know connection and love that is the most incredible um, warrior that I can think of, not someone who could conquer others, conquer yourself, you know, and, and realize that, you know, I loving myself is the biggest rebel in the room in a world where so many people are asleep um, and not doing and living their best life, not loving themselves enough. The biggest rebel in the room is that who really is loving themselves, caring about others and knowing that character, compassion, those are the things that really matter who cares what kind of car you have and what what how big your house is those things are illusions and they're relative i mean it's crazy that's what we focus on these days look at my purse look at my bag when the greatest among us is those who have love and compassion and understanding um man that's who i really feel like i look up to nowadays i definitely have been blinded to you know, celebrities or, uh, you know, sports players or something like that in the past. 
but to realize those people are, you know, nothing wrong with them, but, you know, let's focus on the, the greatest among us, you know, these, these powerful, beautiful people who care about each other. Those are the people who I feel like have moved mountains in my life. And, you know, just hearing their words sometimes, reading their books have completely changed my life. And so this is probably one of my favorite quotes uh, of all time. Martin Luther King said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by, generated by love. That means it doesn't matter what your title is, where you went to school, what your name is, what clothes you wear. None of that matters. What matters is that you can help others, that you can serve the world, that you can have a heart full of grace and you can have a heart full of love. That's what makes a person rich, not money. Money, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it. But I certainly know that when I think of the word rich, I think about someone who has character, compassion, love, empathy for others. That is a person that I feel like is on a high vibrational frequency that I you know, think is beautiful, that I think is someone that I want to emulate and be like. Um, you know, those other things are just illusions. So this is an important one uh, that Mother Teresa said before. What can you do to promote world peace? And she says, go home and love your family. That sentence, upon first hearing it, took me a while for it to completely, and I still don't know if it's completely marinated in where I you know, fully encompass everything about that quote, so short, but it means so much that promoting world peace has nothing to do with putting signs up and, um, you know, having a big company or anything like that, literally going home and loving your family. Where do the biggest wars happen? I don't think they happen on battlefields. Sometimes I, I tend to believe that the biggest wars happen in our own kitchens, in our own dining rooms, our own workplaces. Uh, seven, but seven billion plus people on the planet. And there's a lot of people, maybe millions or maybe billions of people who can't even sit down with their parents and have a conversation. They can't sit down with them and have dinner uh, without arguing, without fighting about politics or religion, spirituality. That seems like that probably is the biggest war that happens every single day. To go home and to realize that peace and love is more important about being right. It's more important than uh, you know, me pushing my spirituality or my truth onto others. I, that, I did that for so long. I wanted my parents to see the things and understand the, the journey that I'd been through and show them, you know, uh, my awakening. And it, and it didn't work out. It caused a lot of turmoil, a lot of problems. We couldn't sit down and eat dinner anymore. Uh, we had to promise not to talk about politics or anything, religion and spirituality. And I did that. And I did it because... I knew that this quote had to be true in some way. I wanted no more than anything that the people who loved me and cared for me, and the only reason I was walking the face of this earth is because these two people, although we didn't see eye to eye on many things, cared about me enough to make sure that I, I lived to be an adult. And at 18, the rest was on me, but 
If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. And I know that even though we disagreed about so many things, many of the conditioning and the programs they gave to me was because of their parents and their parents. And when people are constantly in that fear, you know, fear state of survival, there's not time to think and to, you know, really dive deep into conversation. It's constantly work and, um, you know, all that stuff. So they're just passing down ideas and belief systems that aren't very well thought out because they don't have time. And to me to realize like, hey, man, give your parents some grace, give your family some grace, give everybody a little bit of grace and realize like everybody's going through it. Life is tough, can be very difficult. Give everybody, you know, they have a little bit of grace to, to know that it's okay. They don't, you know, they don't have to define you. They can give you things, you can take them, you don't have to. So me realizing that I no, I no longer wanted to, to have those arguments, those fights, it was more important to have peace, has changed something to me so much that I, I do want to share this important thing with, with you guys that, you know, I'm not telling you to go home and call your parents today, but forgive them. Go in your room by yourself and do the Hopopono thing. You know, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I thank you. I love you. And I just said those kind of things to people over and over again. There's healing that takes place there uh, if you really mean it um, and let it go. And, and like I said, sometimes peace is way more important than being right. Um, and, I, and I guarantee you, it's a lot more fun to be able to sit down. Like I said, I can have conversation with other people about different things. But first and foremost, I want to be able to sit down with my family and not just the parents, but your, your friends that turn into tribe that become family. Um, those people, too. But if you have negative thoughts about people, if you have those people that, you know, when you think about them, rubs you the wrong way and you can't sit down with them, man, it is imperative to change the world, to change that with them, to forgive them and move on. Even if they're no longer here on this earth. You can still forgive them. And that does make an incredible difference um, to the peace on this planet. And so this is just a beautiful one. Uh, Rumi said, close your eyes, fall in love, and stay there. How often do we just do that every day? You know, in your car before you walk into the grocery store, um, before you go to work, taking just a moment just to close your eyes and say, I'm in love. I'm in love with my life. I'm in love with being able to go to the grocery store, whatever it is. If we just practice this little, you know, mantra a couple times a day, I think it would change your life just to be able to fall in love with wherever you're at right here in this moment. When I go in the grocery store and I have a beautiful time, it's going to be amazing as opposed to, oh my gosh, there's so many people here. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be crazy. What you bring into the grocery store with you, what you bring into your life, what you bring into your, your job place is either very chaotic world that you're bringing or it's a very, you know, harmonious, loving place to bring into, uh, you know, place that you're going. So as your heart emits electromagnetic fields, they can change according to our emotions. So as we start to feel more love, more compassion, more gratitude, that love doesn't stay inside our bodies, as we said before. It is emitting a frequency that as it gets bigger, as we grow more, as we concentrate on these things more, we're creating a huge field around our body. 
and, and the shape is really a torus, a toroidal field. Uh, more, more like you can see here, like an apple or an orange, um, the magnetosphere around the planet. Um, so the microcosm, macrocosm, even uh, stars in our galaxy, in the Milky Way galaxy, follow the same pattern where they come out into the universe, down, back and around and back to the center. And uh, the zero point is that in the middle where the heart is, right in the middle. And, this, and that's the same thing. That's where you find your seeds for your apples or oranges in those toroidal fields, right in the dead center of the zero point. So when we live in fear, we have a much smaller field. Um, and it's this is very easy to know. We all know this. Like you live in a fearful world. You live in a place where you don't really love yourself. Someone says something to you. They say, oh, you're not good enough. You're not beautiful enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. And your field isn't big. Man, that stuff comes straight in and hits you and sticks to you. When you have a big loving feel, when you really love yourself, there's no matter what anybody says to you, that stuff just bounces right off you because you literally have your own force field, your own Taurus, your own aura, electromagnetic field that you create, that you're responsible for, um, that you can't say that, you know, it's somebody else's fault that you don't have. it. It's imperative for you to realize that it is your responsibility to create a big loving field that protects you. And so again, here's our Taurus. Everything is going up. This is a perfect balanced energy system. We will find in the future that this is how we're going to move around the galaxy with toroidal fields. Uh, this is the this is the secret of the spaceships and uh, civilizations that are interstellar. Uh, the Taurus is just that. So again, it's a magnetosphere around our Earth. It completely can be really big or small depending on your emotional field. And this is what protects you from thoughts and feelings of others, and you know, uh, and it and it can protect you. Uh, so that isn't you know, like I said, it's imperative for us to create our own elect. We already are emitting it. How big it is, how strong it is, is up to you, and how long you want to focus on those emotions. Um, and did you know that others can pick up the signature of your emotions through the electromagnetic energy radiating from your heart? So. Like I said, when someone walks in the door, you can feel what they're emitting. It doesn't, they can't lie about it. Um, you know, and as we move into this higher vibrational frequency state, people are going to pick up on it quicker. They're going to pick up on your field sooner. You know, if you're down, you're worried about certain things, uh, people are going to figure it out. They're going to be like, oh, hey, what are you worried about? What's going on? You know, you can't deny it. You can't lie about it anymore. Our energy fields our love, our compassion, or our hate, or our fear state is going to be picked up and emitted, are going to be emitted from us and picked up from others. There's, there's no doubt about it anymore. Um, it is So it's really important to know, like, don't belong to any religion. Love, let love be your religion. And every temple, every heart is my temple. Um, man, that's just a powerful, uh, a powerful quote. Knowing that how we love and the love in other people is where we need to dwell you know what i mean to me that's what church is church isn't about a place that you go to my heart and my brain are my temples that i need to dwell in that i need to pray in when i pray and love in those temples everything changes and it's not about the place where i go so every heart can be picked up those these electromagnetic fields can be picked up by others and so once one person gets into alignment with love, compassion, um, gratitude, 
and you're really feeling that, you can help others. You don't have to even talk to each other. Um, you could just be in the same room with someone and have someone start to pick up your feels. Our hearts are constantly talking to each other. Our thoughts and emotions affect the heart's magnetic field, which energetically affects those in our environment, whether or not we're conscious of it or not. Our hearts are always talking to each other. So you bringing that light, bringing that love, bringing that gratitude around with you, like it's things, you know what I mean? Like it's a backpack. You literally bring in your own light wherever you go. So there is no darkness anywhere that like you should be afraid of because I'm bringing my own light with me. And, I, and if I have my own light, there's no darkness I should be worried about. And our hearts are talking to people all the time. And even if they're aware of it or not. And so I think that's really important to know, like, you know, there is no weapon to form against me that shall prosper because no one is going to want to come against you if you really feel in that heart vibration, right? Like if you're a loving, connected person, I've had, you know, people tell me, don't go talk to this person, you know, because they're no good, a terrible person. I go over there and I go talk to them and I could talk to them for 20 minutes, you know, and get to know them deeper and have deep conversation with them. sometimes longer than people I know for 10 years. So um, it doesn't matter you know, what other people think, what other people pick up from others, your heart field can literally change a conversation, a feeling that other people pick up from you. Um, yeah, and that's imperative. So we can all literally change the world by changing ourselves. And as we focus on gratitude, we focus on love, it helps others get into alignment with the same feelings. And so when you see this picture right here, Jesus and Mary, you obviously one of the first things you see is the halo coming from their pineal gland. They have this halo that's not just a two-dimensional image, but it's, you know, three-dimensional or multi-dimensional bowl around their head of light, you know, that uh, that's emitting from that pineal gland. But look at their hearts. Their hearts are on fire here. Their hearts are emitting light and love too. These two human beings are in coherence. Their hearts and their brains are in coherence with each other. Um, you know, Mary Magdalene, unfortunately, you know, Catholic Church trying to say things about her that aren't true. Uh, I believe she, the word Mary is a title as, as Christ is a title or Buddha is a title. That's not a name. I think Mary means to be married. Her brain and her heart are married. Her masculine and feminine are married. She's married. She's Mary. Um, she is an enlightened being, just as much as Jesus is. Uh, and both of them have reached this awakening state where they have attained titles and they no longer go by the Yeshua and the, and the common name they were given as, as children. Um, they have attained titles of enlightenment. Uh, Christ means the awakened one uh, or the Messiah, you know. So these, these are two humans that have gained enlightenment. Their hearts and brains are in coherence and they can manifest. Uh, and do things that we would think were miracles. But really, they're the 90% of the things that are DNA that they have illuminated that we have not yet to do. And I think when we have enough people in this state and that care, that truly care about love and about compassion and about each other, when the power of love overcomes the love of power the world will know peace that's what we're talking about how can it be any other way if we truly care about each other if we truly care about peace 
and we are admitting it towards each other. We go into ceremony with each other. We go to workplace and we don't argue with people. We respect everybody's opinion. Whether they respect ours or not, it's not, a, not up to me. It's my, what's up to me is whether I respect them, whether I give them space to be heard. That is super important. Uh, we have to care about the power of love so much that it overcomes everything else because there's a few people right now who are super concerned with the love of power. But I guarantee you, it only takes a few of us to be in this Christ consciousness uh, state that as we have a few people in that state, we can literally change the world. That it's not as hard as we may perceive it to be. We don't have to be the CEOs or uh, you know, leaders of big companies. Literally, when a small portion, some may refer to as 144,000, uh, but I think a small portion of 7 billion living in this unconditional love, Christ-like state, we can literally change the world back into a loving, beautiful system that works for all of us in a body that is in total cooperation uh, and systems where free energies and technologies are completely available to every single person. Um, I see that coming for all of us. I see the power of love being that foundation for the new world that we're seeking. And so it only, it only is going to take us to start to learn to love ourselves again, love the people directly around us in, in our workplace, in our home environment, our family members. And as we start to do this, unravel this tension that we've all created and been a part of, the world starts to become a little bit more harmonious, a little bit more peaceful. And then it snowballs into one that happens incredibly fast. Um, so I want to say thank you guys, every single one of you tonight. I appreciate you all. Let's continue to promote what we love rather than bash what we hate, what we don't like about the world. Start to find what matters in each and every single person, what matters about uh, you know, life, what matters about humans. Um, and let's focus on what we really care about and create a world that really works for all of us. So I want to say thank you again to all of you. I appreciate every single one of you. I have so much gratitude for everyone who joins these mystery schools.